You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Business Women Australia podcast, the podcast for ambitious women who are serious about business success and leadership development, keen to increase their knowledge and skills. And welcome to another episode of Business Women Australia podcast. This is episode 24. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, joining me on today's show is Lisa Burling. Lisa is a journalist, a PR professional, entrepreneur, businesswoman, and author. Now, in 2013, a chain of devastating events resulted in her being unemployed, a single mum of two boys under three. Now, whilst in the Centrelink queue, wondering how this was now her reality, she decided to set up a PR consultancy, LBPR. And most people, well, they thought she was crazy. Now, fast forward four years later, and LBPR is currently the Public Relations Institute of Australia's small PR consultancy of the year. Congratulations. She's created Catalyst. And Catalyst is Australia's first student-run consultancy, enabling charities access to pro bono PR and student access to real world experience. Now she is the author of the first time book that she's written, Dream a Little Dream, which is all about the power of little dreams to change your life fast. She's also a proud ambassador for Inspiring Rare Birds and the Oz Mumpreneur Network and a former Businesswoman of the Year in her hometown or home city of Wollongong. Now on today's show, she's going to share how we can create a successful business from less than ideal circumstances, how dreaming little is the secret to creating the life in, that you love in business or personally fast, as well as how her student-run consultancy Catalyst is disrupting the PR industry. So welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you, Anne-Marie. What an introduction. <laughs> Look, I love the way that you've shared your story, where you've gone from where you were standing in the Centrelink queue thinking, how did I get here to now fast forward, as we said, four years on, there's so many different things that you've achieved and are celebrating. How often as women, we can find ourselves in the situation and right at that moment, I'm going to ask you to take us back to that moment. There's a choice that we need to make. And you made a fantastic choice and obviously took various steps, which you're going to talk about shortly. Um, but how different life can um, can bring us different challenges, but it's how we approach them and what we decide and the actions that we take that really can see us moving forward and leaps and bounds. So, so take us back, take us back to that moment. Well, that moment, um, and you've mentioned my book, is one that I, I talk about in some detail because I found myself a single mum when my partner at the time, um, the father of my two boys, left me when our mm. son was born prematurely, 48 hours after he was born, in fact. And I thought that was rock bottom. Clearly, you know, there's a lot of emotion. Your life is completely stripped away from you, a bit like an Etch-a-Sketch that the universe picks up and just shakes till yes. there's nothing on there and life as you knew it and thought it would be disappears. But actually rock bottom was Centrelink because as someone that had built their career over a number of decades, worked um, overseas, you know, like everyone that's listening, you know, very yeah. driven and career focused to find yourself in that Centrelink queue and having to verbalize to a stranger that you want single parent benefits and actually you'd like every benefit possible because you have no income. You're wondering how the hell you're going to work with two very little children um, was pretty soul destroying. Mm. Uh, so 
it was a, a sliding doors moment where I had to decide, was this the reality that I wanted for me and for my children? Mm. Was this what life had become? Or actually, did I want to use it as a shot in the arm to go, wow, what an opportunity in my late 30s to redefine who I am, mm -hmm. um, pick the same values, but redefine what that looked like and chart a course that I really hadn't considered, which was setting up a business. Yes. Uh, I certainly didn't have that on my radar at all. So um, I wish that I could say that it was something that I was, you know, really hell bent on and I spent a lot of time thinking about. But honestly, I feel like forces greater than myself were with me in that moment and it yeah. just there was no other decision to be made. I, yes. I wanted to, you know, make a mark on the world and, and make my, my life count for something. Yeah. I love how in the introduction um, you shared that you were standing in that queue and then it, during that moment or that time as you're thinking to yourself, you thought, I'm going to start this PR agency or I'm going to do something different. How often as women do does an idea come to us and then what we start to do is we talk ourselves out of it. Yeah, but this, yeah, but this, I don't know how. So what would you say? because there's obviously some things that went on and look you can make a decision like that but there's still a lot of challenges that you have to overcome and again love you to share some of those things that you went through because there may be someone listening today that is going through something similar where that it's really just pulled the carpet from underneath their feet and they're thinking how on earth can I move forward now you've done that so what are some insights that you can share I guess for me it's weird to say that I was in a slightly fortunate position because it wasn't that looking from the outside in mm. But I had to make it work. Yes. I had to come up with a way of working that gave me flexibility to be there for my children um, that would give me career fulfillment because if you've worked you know for a long time like I did at you know a senior level and it, it really defined you to have that not there anymore you mm. feel like a big part of yourself is actually missing and I don't believe as women we should ever feel we have to choose between motherhood and career because they're all part of the same you yes. um, and very important that you have each to make yourself work effectively but I, I had to make it work so there was very little time for me to sit and ponder and navel gaze and get the opinions of 20 other people mm. so okay if this is what you're going to do Lise if you're going to start a business then you have to be boots and all and you have to make this work yeah. um, and I did toy with taking in-house jobs and working for someone else but it just didn't really fulfill all the criteria that I had mm -hmm. um, in terms of advice to other women listening who may be in a similar situation or even just at a time of kind of career pivot or change I find what works really nicely for me is to think about what my future self would say if I didn't do it. And there's nothing worse for me than letting myself down. That yeah. I mean, I, I can let other people down and maybe kind of get over it. But if mm -hmm. it's me, um, and particularly if you've got children relying on you, I just can't reconcile that in my heart or my head. Yeah. So I, I really believed that there was a bigger um, reason for me, um, mm. you know, that I'd done all these things and built this career. So that kept me going, you know, what would my future self say yes. if I didn't do it because yeah. she was out there waiting for me to catch up to her. Yeah. Is that a strategy that you can see you've used uh, in the past, even when you were in your career, when you've faced a challenge or a, or a decision? I have to say no. And <laughs> I look back on my early career and I, I really was kind of going along the well-trodden path. And I think we all do that, particularly, mm. you know, when you're, you do, you're building a career and you're doing what you think you should to get to the, you know, the C-suite and then you want to have some international experience. I was ticking lots of boxes. Yes. Um, but the danger with that is you forget to check in with yourself about what you really want. Mm. So I don't regret any of my career and it's led me to where I am and I've had some phenomenal experiences. Um, but I certainly didn't have, I guess, the um, internal compass that I do 
do now that gives me that ability to go, okay, step yourself forward five or six steps. Mm -hmm. What does it look like? Um, And yeah, if you don't go and do it, you're going to be really angry with yourself. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that because how often we'll think um, uh, or we'll hear someone share their story and we think, yeah, but my situation is different. Yeah, but you had this. And and what I want to just reflect on is things that I've heard others say as well. And, and there's a saying, you know, burn the boats, that story about those people that went to an island and they had no excuse or no reason. They had to make it work because they burned their boats. And yeah. I was like, you're in a situation, you had two young children, children uh, they depended on you and it was like I have no other choice but to make this work and sometimes when our feet are you know pressed to the fire or whatever that saying is we need to make a choice but what it does remind us of is just what's possible when we just start to take action you know and even some of the beliefs that we may not have yet um, had as supportive beliefs you took rapid action or you took the action that then your beliefs changed because I'm sure now you look back and some of the the things that you've learned and beliefs about yourself I can do this maybe you didn't have that right at the beginning but through taking action and the situations changing you actually grew the beliefs that you now know that you can do those things yeah would you say that's a fair Uh, assumption I would agree with that completely and I don't it's not even an assumption it's a proven you know that's what happened yeah and you know the title of my book is dream a little dream for that very reason yeah Um, I think people can be a bit naive about you know well that's happening to this person it's not happening to me why is that Mm. and the number one reason it's not happening is because action isn't being taken and action doesn't have to be huge you know Mm. I have a a strategy I apply every day of the week which is just do one thing towards that big goal just do one thing and that's a little dream you do that and suddenly the big dreams start to come through thick and fast but if you're not willing to you know put a stake in the ground and do the work it's not yeah. going to happen yeah. and that's just the fact of life. Well, let's talk about that. Beautifully segues into speaking about how dreaming little is a secret to creating a life you love in business or personally fast. How often as uh, business owners we're told dream big, have amazing big plans and I've done this myself and it's felt so huge and almost impossible and that's because we're not yet the person who's taken the action so speak a little bit about um, was this something that you've learned or did you just start small and start to dream small and then realize you know what this is actually working I'm going to continue doing doing it how did that um, come to pass for you the whole little dream I guess theme and um, sentiment of the book and the way that I've lived my life over the last five years and the results that it's given me was something that I realized I was doing retrospectively. So I looked back at different scenarios, you know, building my business, um, building a house, you know, going into a bank as a single mom, self-employed and and getting a land and a construction loan and making that happen. Um, I thought, God, what what have I done? You know, what are the common themes here? Mm. And I realized actually it was that classic chunking it down um, strategy. So Mm. actually, giving myself permission to celebrate the little wins. Um, Little dreams are all really about self-care because as women who are working hard, I think we are incredibly guilty of not stopping and going, oh my gosh, look at all the things I achieved this week or look what I achieved today alone. You know, if we all made a list of everything, you know, we'd be high-fiving each other all over the place, but we don't allow that. So I think um, 
once I realized that that's what was happening, that I was actually, instead of sitting there going, okay, I want to have Australia's best small PR consultancy and I want to have a team and I really want to help students get some real life experience. Oh, and I'd also like to help charities as well. Yes. If I thought that when I was sitting in my house in a coastal town on New South Wales with two very small children, asking my mum for money to go to Woolies and get food, I can tell you nothing would have happened mm. because I would have been crippled by overwhelm. Um, inertia would have taken shape and I probably would have ended up going, you know what, I'm just going to take a three day a week job and you know, this mm -hmm. is my reality and this is what it is for a single parent. Yes. And so I, I realized that actually doing things, the little dreaming was the panacea to my predicament. Yes. So let's, let, let's chunk that down then for you. What was that little dream that you started off with first? The first little dream was to be financially secure. Mm. You know, it's that whole Haslow's hierarchy of, of needs. Yeah. It was you went very through those steps. <laughs> yeah, so it was right down the bottom. It was mm. being financially secure so I could pay for my groceries, mm. so I could afford to rent an apartment or somewhere for me and my children to live. So I didn't have to scrimp and save for everything that we mm. wanted to do just to live, basically. Mm. And, you know, you touched on it at the start, Emery, when you've been living overseas in a high-flying PR career with a huge huge disposable income and thinking nothing of flying to Spain for the weekend and, you know, shopping on Oxford Street yeah. and buying whatever you'd like to find yourself a few years later in that scenario is pretty, yes. you know, you're pretty mad at yourself that you've got there. So yeah, for me, it was financial security. And obviously my business was the one way that I could make that happen. Yeah. And I started very small. You know, I talk in the book about sending emails to everyone I know, creating a very dodgy logo, um, just, you know, little, little things like, I just want one client that maybe will pay me a couple of hundred dollars to write some copy or you know, that was where it started. Yes. And of course I had aspirations bigger than that. You know, I had, I'm a big dreamer. So little mm. dreaming doesn't mean you don't dream big. It just means you're smart enough to know that chunking it down is how you're going to get there. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned and one of the things that one of my mentors often says is take imperfect action. How as women, we love to be able to be in control of things, but things need to be perfect. But that can often be crippling too, can't it? Waiting for something to be perfect. I completely agree. Um, I think imperfection is um, the birthplace of everything you've ever wanted. You know, we don't live in a world where people are craving perfect so so much anymore. You know, even, you know, the way that I'm talking to you on this podcast, I'll probably listen back and go, oh my God. But, you know, you connect with people when you're real. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think just taking action, whatever shape or form that is, is, yeah. is critical and perfect actually can be, um, yeah, it's like analysis paralysis and yeah. nothing happens. And what have you got to say for, for yourself? So yeah. I agree. We're going to share with everyone at the end of the show how they can get a copy of your book, Dream a Little Dream. But what would be some other key strategies or insights that you'd want to share with us that have really supported you in building momentum so that you do take a, a step back and you look at where you've come and you think, my goodness, I have really started to kick some really major goals. What, what are some of those other strategies that you think have been really um, important as part of that process? Um, I think the first one, and whether it's a strategy or just a, I guess, a, a motto yeah. is that each and every one of us has everything we need to fulfill our life's purpose, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe life hands you things that you're not equipped to deal with in some way. Um, and particularly in the business world, you know, or everyone that's listening will have 
all sorts of skills and contacts and experience. So um, I think for me, strategically building LBPR, I knew I had all the tools and the connections to create something really special. So believing that that, that was the case um, gave me a lot of confidence to start a business when I had zero mm. business experience. Um, being a PR professional is very different to running a business, yeah. as I, I have discovered. Mm. Uh, the other, I guess the other thing that I would say is that whenever I have stepped into the unknown, particularly as a business owner, just to kind of get through it, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like hiring staff or office space or, you know, saying no to clients that don't fit our values, you know, being yes. brave. Um, I realized that by stepping into the unknown, I don't only survive, I thrive. Mm-hmm. And my business thrives as a result of that as well. There's a lot to be said for being brave and living with courage and living with gumption. Yes. And I look at people that I admire and the way that they live their lives and they are the qualities that kind of thread through everything that they do. So I guess they're the two kind of strategies mm. that I would I would talk about the only other thing I would say again I talk about this in the book is the DNA of little dreams what that is Mm. Um, and there's five criteria that I identified that make them little Mm -hmm. and make them achievable Um, it's things like having everything you need to make it happen happen it can happen within a year so it's completely Mm. kind of tangible you can touch and feel it it gives you butterflies in your tummy like you know the night before a holiday or when Santa's coming so Mm. if all those things are working then you know you're onto something you know you're tapping into something that you're passionate about and you're here to do and it's more than likely going to come true for you yeah one of the things that you mentioned uh was around having uh, people that you aspire to people who are obviously doing great things that you think gosh you know I, i really would love to start achieving things um like them Something else that I'd love you to speak into too is is surrounding yourself with people who do support you, even in situations where you think, oh, you're feeling flat. Was that important for you as part of this whole journey, having a a, a key number of people who you trusted and were able to, to go to for support? I do not know what I would have done without that tight support network, Mm -hmm. cheerleaders, that when I felt down or I felt unsure or I wanted to close the door and all those things happened multiple times Mm -hmm. and there's even times today when I sit there and go, oh, far out, I just don't know if I can do this. Mm -hmm. If I don't have those people around me, uh, then I think, yes, you and I wouldn't even be having this conversation. So Mm -hmm. in the early days it was my mum and dad. You know, I couldn't have done it without their support. Um, But now I have a a trusted group of confidants. And I Mm. think over the years of running business, and hopefully this will resonate with people listening, you do work out who's there for the long haul and who's there for the right reasons and actually who isn't. You become very in tune with that. Mm -hmm. So I don't share everything with everybody, but the people that I do confide in all, you know, play their role and keep me going and, you know, absolutely contributed to everything that I've done because we're not islands, are we? We all need people around us that can prop us up and pat us on the back and pour us the Prosecco Mm -hmm. so we can sit back and, you know, cheers ourselves for five minutes before we get on to the next thing. Yeah, it is so important. And I think as women, we have to remind ourselves that we may be um, that shoulder or that ear where someone does require um, some support you know and and, you know the stories that I hear of women that surround one another and just to be there are just amazing but sadly you have stories where unfortunately for some unknown reason there's there's not that support when you recognize that that can be really again soul-destroying too when you when you have reached out to someone what would be some things that you would share in that 
instance because sometimes what we can do is we can internalize that and kind of think well that must have something to do with me and that again can impact our self-worth and I hear a lot of conversations where sadly women have been let down what are some insights that you've learned along the way that can support someone if they're feeling uh they're experiencing the situation too yeah, I, it's a really good question, Anne-Marie. And I think you touched, you just said the word self-worth. Mm. And I think that's so critical. And over the last five years building LBPR, I have taken the time and invested in things that would help me build that because I realised, you know, as the face of the business, if I'm not confident and I don't know what I stand for, then it's all going to fall down. It's like mm. a house of cards without that. So I knew I was the foundation. So I think because I've done that and I've built, you know, a significant amount of resilience with what I've been through, um, I'm pretty ruthless yeah. with you're in or you're out. And I'm the warmest you be, don't person you? you'll come across, but time is so limited. Um, I just cannot be bothered dealing with people who are not contributing to my world in a positive way. So I asked two questions. Do you add value to my life? Um, and do you make me happy? Yeah. And if the answer is yes to both of those, then you are in. Um, mm. But if it's not, then I mm. think, you know, we all have our people that we trust and everyone's got their, you know, little group that they connect with. And so, I, yeah, I'm pretty ruthless with it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's fair. You know, it is self-preservation and it is self-care. Yeah. It's not the school playground anymore. You know, you have to be able to work out where you fit and who is going to walk that journey with you. Yeah, so important. Boundaries are so key. And, you know, when as soon as we allow people, if you're not clear on our boundaries and what our expectations are and we don't stand up for them, then that can really, as, as I said, impact our level of self-worth. What I love about what you've shared in your entire journey throughout this and it's an ongoing journey it's no matter how many goals and dreams we achieve we we dream bigger don't we so everything that you're learning you're able to bring with you as you continue to kick those other goals that you're setting but one of the things I think as women that we need to reflect on continuously is be mindful of the labels we put on ourselves or we are allowed circumstances to try and put on ourselves because had we look had you look back to well here I am now I'm in Centrelink you would have put yourself you know taken on some labels that again people assume and that kind of thing but you think you know what no I am not so we have got the ability to change our situations so something else that you've been able to achieve now is to create the student-run consultancy catalyst and it is really disrupting the PR industry how did you come up with that idea it was really organic, actually. Where I'm based in Wollongong, um, there's a fantastic university with a, a fantastic PR um, and comms degree. So I reached out to them quite early on and I, I do guest lecturing to kind of bridge the gap between the theory and the books and the reality of our industry. And uh, I started talking to the lady that heads that up, Lois, about how we could actually create something that would genuinely give students, final year students, mm. a taste of what it's like to work in consultancy and work with a client and deliver it campaign yeah. and then it dawned on me that actually wouldn't it be lovely um, if we could marry that with um, some local charitable organizations who don't have the budget for PR but actually are desperate for it and have um, a really valid important mm. cause that needs supporting so that's where it came from it just mm. seemed like a really obvious link to me and when I reached out to the Public Relations Institute of Australia they were incredibly supportive and endorsed it straight away, um, said it was absolutely an Australian first and we're questioning whether or not it was a global first and we still don't really know that yet. Yeah. Um, 
but that that's where it came from I could see an opportunity to marry two things together where actually it was a win for all of us and the win for LBPR is that I, I wanted to do pro bono work as soon as I was able to get the business to a place where we could afford to do that mm. and I also get to identify star talent early it's so a, it's fun. such an incredible uh win all around it's amazing yeah, yeah. So when see them in an environment where they're engaging with a client, where they have to put together proposals, deliver, and then evaluate, you get a really good sense mm. of who might fit with your business. So it's the ideal recruitment process for yes. me as well. Yeah. And an opportunity, I think, for so many students who are seeking opportunities out in the workplace and every single job says must have experience. And it's like, how can I have experience in the industry that I want to get into if I've only just completed my study? So a great, great opportunity for learning and I would imagine that that's also now part of of course is it is it a requirement for that PR studies to actually get some hands-on experience it is um yeah. you know for most universities they would expect that students yeah. would do placements and yeah. you know in their final year certainly be out doing things so it does contribute to the internship program of the university yeah. um and, you know depending on where over PR goes there's opportunity to link in with other faculties at other universities but you know back to the little dreams yes. it's all about doing something and doing it well before you start to go elsewhere so yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, love that. we'll do it here now and then see where we go <laughs> yeah so thinking about your PR agency what uh, and and the future what kind of goals what little dreams the ones that you can share with us have you kind of got your heart and mind uh set on what what's what's in store moving forward for you at this stage you know we're five years into the the journey of lbpr and i have to say this has been the happiest year of business i've ever had um we're a very small core team we pull in contractors as we need because business ebbs and flows uh, we have flexible working arrangements so you know my a lot of my team are mums um so some will work from home you know it, it just kind of plays to the fact that yeah we're human beings mm. and work's important but actually your personal life being good means that you're more efficient more productive and happier so um you know i'm pretty pretty relaxed about that. Um, but yeah, we've, we've expanded on the Eastern Seaboard. We now have also have clients in New Zealand and Singapore. So I'm really this, this year just enjoying it. Mm. And it doesn't mean I've taken my foot off the pedal, but again, being kind to ourselves, I'm like, you know what, this has been five years of hard yakka, yeah. of no sleep, of running on empty, of trying to keep all the balls in the air. And now it's this beautiful, organic, company that I'm incredibly proud of. It's been recognized as being best best in class by our industry. Um, we're recognized locally for our, our business awards. And, you know, I've been Amazing. recognized as a businesswoman of the year, which still makes me giggle a little because <laughs> I'm still figuring that bit out. <laughs> it's yeah I'm, I'm just going along for the ride a little bit Emery and I don't think that doesn't mean you're ambitious or you don't have plans it just yeah. means love that really love that there and go, yeah well done enjoy yeah. it we need to do that don't we uh often as as you've said so let people know how could they connect with you how can they get a copy of your book the best place to get a copy of my book is my website. So it's Lisa Burling, B-U-R-L-I-N-G.com.au. Um, you can order it from Amazon, but if you come to me, I personalize it. I put in some postcards and it's much nicer. So uh, that's where you can go and find about me and my book and other things. LBPR is just lbpr.com.au and you'll find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. So yeah just next. Google. Google and you'll be able to find everything. You. I'm yeah. everywhere. I'm in PR. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> you walk your talk. Well, it, it's been such a pleasure and honor to uh, to speak with you today. Thank you for sharing your story. So many insights and, and beautiful uh, golden nuggets there, particularly if, if someone is struggling and thinking, what next? You know, or everything that you've shared, well, start dreaming. Start dreaming a little, then take bold, courageous action. And uh, before you know it, you'll have achieved that dream. Then you can have uh, other bigger, wilder dreams, but keep it small because then that will enable you to get there a lot quicker. So thanks once again for coming on the show. Thank you, Emery. I've loved chatting to you. And that's another episode of Business Women Australia podcast. So if you want to find out more about BWA, all you need to do is go to businesswomenaustralia.com.au, businesswomenaustralia.com. And of course, they're a dynamic collector of leaders and learners. You'll be able to gain knowledge and skills to enable you to succeed in business. So businesswomenaustralia.com.au.